Talking Finance with Brian Hirsch, making sense of your finance. Oh, Brian, look at you sitting down in studio, moon boot and all. You've risked it all this morning. Uh, to be just, here with just, you. <laughs> I kill the bull. To kill the bull. I don't mind walking with my stick, although this stick's about to be thrown away. The moon boot's about to come off. Okay. And I'm looking, and another two weeks. It's fine. Absolutely fine. You know, it's been fine. You should have seen me scooting around on one of those knee scooters. I had it absolutely taped up and down. As a matter of fact, people, I could overtake people wherever I were. <laughs> sure. Um, I think that, you know, as, as, as we have the show today being the final show of the year, there actually is a lot for us to reflect on in terms of what has happened throughout the year. And I think that, you know, financially we've gone through the highs and lows, right? We've gone through sort of the shock of interest rates continuing to go up much more than people had anticipated initially, you know, towards the beginning of the year. Lots of people facing um, difficulties. We've had uh, questions around the two-pot system and, you know, that sort of partly being clarified. And do do you feel like we're going to go into 2024, at least on some kind of, solid footing around what to expect or is the fact that it's an election year just going to continue to ruin our financial fortunes well the the biggest mistake you asked me what's the biggest mistake you can make the biggest mistake anyone can make when it comes to money is spending more than you earn that's the biggest mistake and unfortunately most people do it i think south africa 2023 coming on the back of COVID. And all the, all the other problems has been a very, very difficult year, not only for individuals, but for corporates as well with high interest rates. You know, many companies borrow. And if they're borrowing money, they've got to pay, pay back and they're paying at higher rates of interest. Individuals are stretched, as we've seen now with the introduction in March of the two-pot system. Now, let's understand, we've got people who don't work, they don't contribute to pension funds, they get a small government grant, they struggle, and then we've got people who are working, who earn a salary, who probably can put bread on the table for their families, Mm -hmm. but with high interest rates impacting materially on bond costs and any other finance costs like motor car. You know, if you think about to have a house and have a car is today not just as luxury, it's an essential. That, I mean, I, we all started off in that. I started all my life with a bond and a, an HP or a lease on my car and with interest rates going up. What do I see for 2024? You know, markets don't know calendars. Markets do not understand calendars, although we report on calendar, quarter, half yearly and yearly. But interest rates, you know, the government announced last week that interest rates are going to stay um, higher for longer, which is going to put a lot more strain on people. Um, government is short of tax. We saw that this last reporting period is we're importing a lot more than we're exporting. We've got commodity prices down. We've got world demand for our commodities lower than it was in 2022 and even the beginning of 2023. So government are not collecting enough in taxes. They also have, we're importing more than we're exporting. They're going to have to start borrowing more. And the governor actually made a comment which I, I surprised me. He said because because of government's borrowings, interest rates have to stay higher longer. Now, 
I don't understand where the correlation is between government borrowings and individual interest rates staying higher. If inflation starts coming down, then interest rates should start coming down. And we probably are going to see in the USA come the first or even the second quarter interest rates coming down. Interest rates should be a lot lower by the end of 2024, which will certainly help people who've got debt. And then we've, the good news for this month is we've seen the oil price below $80. We've seen the rand below 19, and we are getting some benefit at the mm. at the pool at the fuel pumps. Uh, certainly, there are um, petrol price coming down, and I can see that having some impact going forward to 2024. But, you know, with an election, we haven't only got an election in South Africa, you've got an election in the USA, and there's going to be so much time spent talking about the elections. What are they going to do? You know, we've got the NHR bill waiting to be signed off. I mean, he hasn't signed it off yet. We've got various other bills waiting in the wings. So there's a lot of uncertainty, and we must expect that uncertainty to continue. And one needs to really, the big question or the big exercise that everyone needs to do is you need need to do that annual budget. You've got school fees to pay. We've got holidays now. People tend to spend more in December. We'll talk now a little shortly about if you get a bonus. But people need to do that budget and Mm. to see where can you cut back to make sure that you earn more than what you spend. And remember, it's earning after deductions from your salary, pension fund, medical aid, and tax. All right. Brian, you you talk about the term bonus. Oh, bonus. What is a bonus? Well, Who a bo- in this economy is getting a bonus? Well, well, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm being a bit facetious no, you're there. Not. I mean, look, there's some companies <laughs> and individuals who know their, bo- their bo- bonus is based on performance. And they themselves can tell you that I've, I've performed well in this year or I haven't performed and I can expect a bonus because it's contractual. It's built in to some arrangement with your organization. But there are a lot of other individuals who don't have that opportunity. Yeah. There's no way you can gauge performance. You know, it's like saying you can't say to a staff member, I think your attitude's wrong. You know, what does that mean? You've got to be much more specific. Why? And I'm one of those people that is, you know, if I'm going to say something positive or some, tell a staff member something negative, I'm going to give you examples why so that you, you're not left in the thing. But a bonus is where a company says, you know, we've had a good year. And we'd like to reward those individuals where you can't gauge what they've done. And everyone, you know, the success of a business is everyone. You know, there's a, there was a fantastic business study done some years ago when employees were asked who was the most important person working in the company. Mm. And some people said the managing director. Some people said the financial director. Some said the sales director. One individual decided to show the company who was the most important. He was a shoe packer, and he packed shoes. So what he did was he packed a size 7 and a size 9 in all the boxes and sent them out. And when the stores received them and showed them to the customers, obviously there was no way the shoes could fit being a size 7 or 9. He wanted to prove to the company who was the most important person (laughs) in the company. So you never know within a company who sometimes helps to make a sale and anyone who helps to kill a sale. Mm. So everyone playing a role. But a bonus is about trying to reward your employees who are not maybe, some of them are not maybe expecting it, others may be expecting it. So um, 
So it's, it's, it's what are you going to do with that bonus when you get that bonus? Mm. Understand, firstly, people need to realize a bonus is taxable. And it gets added, calculated, based on adding to the other income you've earned for, through the year. So if you get 20,000 rand a month and you're earning 240,000, and let's say you get a 13th check, which means another 20,000, the tax man calculates that 20,000, you know, didn't earn 240 for the year, you actually earned 260 and will tax you accordingly. Just to give an example, someone earning 300,000 getting a bonus will pay 26% tax. Someone earning 400,000 will pay 31% tax. Someone earning oh. 500,000 will earn 36%, 850, 41, and above 1.8 million, 45% tax. So, so, Brian, when it comes to the bonus, if your bonus takes you above the threshold, you know, there are all of these categories tax-wise, right? If it takes you above a, th- a certain threshold, it means that you now fall under a different... Uh, bracket. Ta- yes, a, a different tax bracket. Does that mean that a different... Th- that applies to your entire earnings that year? No, just to the excess. Just, just to the but excess. It's called marginal. Okay, it's called okay, marginal. Okay, now, okay. what employees can do going forward, if they if there's entrenched bonus in their package, they can actually get... Oh, like the, com- the employees. <clears throat> they, they, they can actually get companies to deduct on a monthly basis mm. a little bit extra tax to make up for the end of the year. So at the end of the year, when they get the bonus and that whatever they may get, the 10,000 rand comes to them in full. But you know... You, you, you know, those that budget they're going to get a bonus and don't get a bonus, they're also going to be in dire straits because they've probably made provision for some spending that they may have got themselves into a debt. Mm. The question you should be asking me is, what do you do with your bonus? I mean, there are three things you can do with your bonus. You can save it, you can pay debt off, or you can spend it. And I sometimes think, think that, you know, because we've all had... It's always been, it has not been an easy year for anyone... Most individuals have had a tough, tough year. We're not even talking about family situations, uh, health care, um, electricity problems, water problems, violence. We're not even talking about it. Just a tough year. I think we as South Africans live with an enormous amount of stress. Mm. And, you know, so maybe sometimes just to treat yourself, but I'll deal with that last because the starting point is what should you do with it? And my, I always say if you can pay off debt, that would be prize number one. And just to give you an example, I just want you to know, if someone puts in, someone's got a bond of a million rand, mm. and they put 10,000 rand in to their bond, so if they put 10 or 20, but if they put 10,000 on a 20-year bond, they will be saving over that period of time over 200,000 rand on the cost of their bond. It's enormous. Sure. So 10,000 put into now into your bond, on a 20-year bond, and, and I can't be exact because everyone's got a, everyone's got a different bond rate mm. and also everyone pays a different rate of tax. But you can say you'll save over 200000 So the starting point is, do you save it? Do you put it into your bond? And if, you've, if you haven't got a bond, what other debt have you got? Because the starting point is to pay off all your expensive debts. I mean, you've got micro-lending debt. You've got credit card debt also at a much higher rate than, uh, than your bond. You've got uh, overdraft debt, and then you've got bond debt. So if you rank them all down the line, micro first, then store debt, then overdraft debt, then credit card debt, and then your debt, put it into there. So that's the first one. The second one is 
you could invest it. And there are a whole range of investments you could make. You could put it into tax-free savings, which means everyone is allowed up to 36,000 rand a year in tax-free savings. You could invest it in that tax-free savings if you haven't got that debt. If you've got the debt, pay off the debt rather than save it. Because today at the high rates we've got for debt, at round about a bond rate being 10, 11.75%, you know, if you can get 11.75% after tax on any investment, you're doing brilliantly. Mm. But you can. There are alternatives. You could think about increasing your retirement savings. That's where you get a tax deduction. So if you take your bonus and put it straight into a retirement annuity, you'll get that full tax deductibility. You won't be paying the tax that I spoke about early on. And then if you're going to spend it, have a bit of fun. Don't now start putting money on your credit card and now find that I've spent that money at the, uh, on gifts and now I've got more debt because I've taken my credit card debt. And I think that a lot of people should be thinking of improving, their, uh, maybe doing some courses, improving their lot. So that could stand them in good stead for the future in helping to increase their earnings capacity or their roles in a company or even finding new, uh, new ventures and new um, opportunities because of that. So those are your three choices. All right. So certainly lots for us to think about. Do we um, save it? Do we pay our debt or do you spend it? And that's for those that are fortunate enough to be getting a bonus. And I know that, you know, with the state of um, the economy being what it is, there'll be lots of people who actually don't get bonuses and lots of people, Brian, who are also trying to work on a side hustle, right? Trying to get an alternative form or, or means of, of making money. And that could well be part of what people choose to invest their bonuses into. We'll continue the conversation with Brian Hirsch. 86 is the number to dial. 86 On the WhatsApp voice note line, 0614-104-107. I'll take your questions for Brian on the phone line and on the WhatsApp line. It's 10.30. Time for your latest headlines. The Talking Point with Kathy Motlasana, weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. All right, we continue talking finance uh, with Brian Hirsch. And you heard the advice that he gave in terms of um, everybody who might be getting a bonus and what to do with that bonus. What is the best way to spend it? Uh, I mean, if I was getting a bonus, my emphasis would have been on the latter part of what you said, Brian. Spend it. Treat, 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 treat. Look, and, 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 and live with the consequences yeah. in January. Kathy, don't underestimate the spending mm. because we are, a lot of people, batteries are run down. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's the adrenaline each day that drives up our batteries. But then you wake up the next morning, your battery's flat. You know, you need to do certain things to recharge that battery. I mean, everyone, I, I don't know anyone that's not tired if they haven't had leave this year. It's been a tough year. So spending money sometimes on recharging that battery also is important, moving you from the negative to the positive, because we do live in a lot of negative. Mm. You know, there's a lot of positive going around, but there's so much negative news. You listen to the radio, you read the newspapers, you put the TV on, there's negativity. And so there's nothing wrong with recharging your batteries so that you're prepared for 2024. However, 
There's nothing worse than when you're in financial debt, you owe money, people are chasing you for money, there's nothing worse than that. So you've got to look at the balance carefully. I'm just going to make one comment. Mm. If you get a bonus, do not spend the bonus and get into more debt on your credit card because it's so easy to spend. If I can give any advice, that would be the best advice I could give going through into the into the 2024. All right. All right, Brian. Thanks for that. I've got a couple of questions, WhatsApp voice notes that have come through for you already. I'm going to kick it off with this uh, listener here. She's busy with, oh, yeah, she's busy with a side hustle, Brian. And this is the advice that she's looking for. Hello. Hi. Good morning, Kathy and Brian. It's Nora speaking here. Uh, I don't know if I'm going off topic here. You know, I... I invested in an ice cream machine about two months ago and uh, it's been going great. Business is booming. I'm the only one who has this ice ice cream machine in my area. Now with the load shedding, I mean, I took my savings to buy the ice cream machine. Now I'm contemplating on uh, buying a generator or an, an inverter dipping into my savings again, and I'm so scared to do that. I mean, I don't know where the country is going. I don't know where things are going. I don't know if this is a good investment to make. I don't know, maybe Brian can give me (laughs) some advice. I'm so scared. I'm in two minds. I don't know what to do. All right. Thank you very much. Have a fabulous day. Thank you, and enjoy your holidays, Brian. We'll see you next year. Thank you. Goodbye. Okay, well, thank you very much for that. Look, the the cost of doing business has gone up because of the load shedding. But you said your business is doing very nicely. And you, and don't worry about the, where the country is going. The country has no I- impact whatsoever if you're going to eat ice cream or not. If you like ice cream and with the summer coming up and, hot, and it's very hot, people are going to eat ice cream. So you've got to build that cost into the business and you may have to raise your prices slightly. You know, don't go overboard. But it's a lot of, if you've got an ice cream machine and you, I don't know where you're situated, but there's a lot of convenience where you've got an ice cream machine. So I would say if you do have to buy a small generator mm-hmm. to keep your business going, do the do the numbers like you would with any business. The, co- the uh, what, what is the cost of sales? What are you selling? Uh, and and really, what is that? Well, and uh, and I would say it sounds like a great idea, and I wouldn't be worried about where the country's going. Don't worry about the news; it has no impact. You know, it's like that business day study where the father had brought up his children and had them educated by selling hamburgers on the side of the road. He had a caravan, he sold hamburgers, he educated his children and his children came to his father and they said, you know, we're definitely heading for a recession. We think you should buy less rolls. We don't think, you know, we're really worried. So the father started buying less rolls. He started selling less hamburgers and he was so impressed that his sons were so clever to have given him that advice. What terrible advice they gave him because he didn't know about recession and and what's happening in the world. He just knew to sell hamburgers and he had enough stock to actually educate his children who now told him about recession. Don't worry about that, Nora. Mm-hmm. You get out there and just do what you've got to do. You may, work, may be working longer hours to make up for the extra cost, but go for it. And it's the perfect season for ice Love cream, it. right? Love it. The heat has been ridiculous. Maybe, um, you know, if Nora, if you're in, in an area that's uh, relatively uh, safe, you can even 
keep your operating hours till a bit later on in the day because it's getting hot in the evenings yeah. now than, than during the day on some days. And also expand your products. The fact that you're selling ice cream, that does melt. It brings but, you the you know, footsteps, you know, right? Yeah, you know, maybe, you maybe you start doing other things. Mm. But if you've, got a, if you've got the footsteps, do it, Nora. I think it's fantastic. My, our, our maid who retired, she, unfortunately she lost her husband and she retired some years ago. She has now bought a bride. And she goes to outside a police station and she sells also. She cooks there on the from Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Mm. And she's doing exceptionally well. Wow. So the, it's lovely to hear these entrepreneurial ideas. Yeah, sometimes you almost can't go wrong with food, yeah, but, right? Yeah, but you have and, to and be trying and, very hard. And don't worry about the headlines. I mean, what's going on anywhere in the world has no impact on whether you're going to sell ice creams or not. <laughs> All right. Okay, Brian, some good advice there. Um, Helen in Nelspreet wants to know... I have a gardener, she says, who works for me once a week for six hours a day. Must I give him a 13th check? Look, a 13th check is up to you. If you felt he, if you feel he's done a good job, you don't have to give him a full 13th check, but you can give him a bonus. It all depends on how it's, it's you know, whether, you give, whether someone gets a bonus or not depends on the individual giving the bonus. But if he's done a good job and you give him, you don't have to give him a 13th check. If you give him a few hundred rand as a bonus, I promise you he will appreciate that, certainly if he's not expecting. And that's to any organization. You don't, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. You know, sometimes, even a 25% of, of salary would be a, a, would be very meaningful. Mm. Whatever we get today, we appreciate it. It's not about the, the quantum. It's about getting a little bit extra that you didn't expect. Brian, I know this is your absolute favorite topic because you love speaking about it every time it comes up. Bitcoin. One of our listeners, Nahim Pierre in Durban, says Bitcoin is nearing uh, 800,000 in rands, please ask Brian about BlackRock ETFs halving, etc. Look, maybe I'm just too old. I, <laughs> I, I, I had I had David Shapiro on television with me on Monday night. That was last night. David's also been in the industry one year less than me. I'm been he's been in the industry many over fifty years. And we are being accused by a lot of young people of just being the old school who don't want to change our thinking. I've changed my thinking when it comes to investing money, particularly in equities. I'm now investing in all new generation industries, not just necessarily the ones that have been around for years. If I think globally, if I think of companies like Nestle and Glaxo and companies that have been around for years that pay good dividends, the, the times have changed. I mean, there's a new drug now in America that's dealing with obesity. Oh, Zenpec. Is It's called Zenpec. It's mm. going to change the world because not only are people if, who take that drug going to lose weight, they're going to change their eating habits and their whole patterns. Mm. And they believe that that will have some impact on medical devices and all the things that go. So... Bitcoin has done exceptionally well. I mean, we saw Bitcoin at a much higher level uh, two years ago. We saw drop um, 18 months ago down to the 15,000 mark. It's now close to 40,000. Uh, you know, 
maybe yeah, maybe one could consider a small percentage. You need to make sure that whatever you're investing in, you're going in to the correct wallet. That means that you can get your money in and out. Uh, there's a lot of regulations now that are going that have been discussed. I think that will benefit. And yes, it probably. In, even though I'm old school, it probably has a small, like everything else, gold may have a small component in your portfolio, and so may make any of the cryptos. But look, there's so many of them. Stick stick to the ones that are well known. I know of Eurythium. I know of Bitcoin. So yeah, maybe a few percent. Understand there's risk, uh, but then there's you know because what are you buying? You know when you buy an Apple or Amazon, you buy a PayPal, you buy a Louis Vuitton, you buy a Ferrari. You know you're buying what company you're buying. Here you, it's it's sort of an idea that may or may not work. So it isn't. It's not that I'm against it. I I can't comment on because I don't know enough about it. I don't fully understand it, and and so yes, but I think I think I mean. I know the younger kids are who have been doing it have done exceptionally well with it. So yeah, you just you just understand that you are taking on some risk. Don't get overexposed to it, and just be careful. Mm. And and I suppose you know the, the the risks that you're speaking about, Brian, is the most important thing that investors, potential investors, um, in Bitcoin and any other investment will need to do educate themselves on the associated risk because while a lot of people you know talk about the success rates they've had with bitcoin they've of course also been people who've suffered incredible losses with bitcoin and you know that that seems to be where part of the trouble is the big purchases in 2022 those are those people have lost bitcoin was close to 70,000 let me let me also make this comment you can ask me about a company, you can ask me about Roche, you can ask me about Eli Lilly, you can ask me about Amazon and Apple and Microsoft, and just to mention a few, you can ask me about Standard Bank, you can ask me about Pick and Pay against Checkers. I can look at a balance sheet. I don't know what I'm looking at when I look at Bitcoin. What is driving Bitcoin in terms of what's behind it? And I'm sure we could get many callers who've mm. made a study of it coming down and say, Hirsch, you don't know what you're talking about because we've made the study. But I can't. We can't get a handle on actually understanding what the supply and demand is all about because it's not being driven on success, on greater profits, on bigger returns, you know. So, but it's certainly not something that, that people are discarding. All right. Okay. Well, that's um, uh, advice there for you. I'll take more of your WhatsApp voice notes and questions from for Brian on the line. 086-000-2032 is the number to dial on the WhatsApp voice note line. 0614-104-107. I'm going to take a break and then I'm back with more of your calls after this. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 104.6 FM in Twane. The 16 Days of Activism for No Violence Against Women and Children campaign. This year, be an activist. Play your part. Do not protect abusers. Report them. Hashtag no to GBVF. SAFM leading the conversation. The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. 
We're leading the conversation on SAFM. You're listening to The Talking Point and we're talking finance uh, with Brian Hirsch. It's our final segment uh, for the year. Brian, of course, will be back with us in the new year. Brian, we received a call and uh, I've just gotten a message on the WhatsApp line that uh, reminded me of the call we took from Anonymous yesterday. Um, Anonymous's brother basically you know, saw an ad on a poll somewhere um, and this individual was promising to increase his money. And he took just over 6,000 rand to said individual. And now the money not only not increased, but he's struggling to actually get his money back. So they they promised that they're going to turn that 6,000 into 600,000. I don't know how, um, but, you know, it's one of the scams that are out there, especially now over the festive season, because people, um, they want to have a good time over over the period. They want to be able to make their loved ones happy. And a lot of that sometimes centers on money, i.e. what you're able to buy and not buy. Um, and I, I want you to talk to us about scams, um, because I do feel that it is that time of the year where people are perhaps a bit more vulnerable than they are throughout the year. Well, 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 let me just compare this to someone else. You go onto one of these dating sites and you start to meet someone and then that someone starts to ask you for your money. Well, that's a good sign to end that conversation. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at a too good to be true, turning 6,000 6, into 600,000 rand, how? It's for anything like that that out, seems out of the impossible. You know, the banks today are paying for longer terms around about 10%. Government retail bonds on a five-year basis are now come, have come down from 11.75 to 10.75, which is indicating interest rates are starting to lo come down. So if any re anyone promise you, promises you riches, with giving you back money and they can make that sort of money, why do they want to bother trying to get your money? Why, just take their money and keep doubling it and trebling and quadrupling it. So I can only say this about scams. If it sounds too good to be true and you're attracted to it because it sounds so true, the chances are you are getting taken for a ride. You know, guys who play poker, and I know I'm using some analogies today. Mm. They say if you sit down at a poker table, have a look at all the players and have a look at who is the palooka in the room. And if you can't see the palooka, guess who's the palooka? You. <laughs> you, the individual. So if you are promised riches, I can only say this, stay away from them. If they're not branded organizations, if it's not, and I'm just mentioning names, if it's not Standard Bank or Investic or Coronation or, or Anchor or um, um, any of the other names, the, the First Rands, all those names, the Alan Grays, if, they, if it's not one of those companies, stay far away from them it's probably too good to be true mm. it's a scam yeah and i suppose part and we of can't keep we can't keep talking mm. about it enough i mean we had one whole program the whole program was people who were getting scammed mm. just stay away from these get rich schemes they don't work we had the death of a doyen in south africa yesterday eric ellerine he died at the age of 90 eric started at the age of 16 he built up ellerines
He worked, he still went to work at the age of 90 in a tie. He still walked, worked, walked the floors of his stores. Money, he did not make money overnight. Mm. It took him years. Money is not made overnight. Although there's sometimes, sometimes someone will call and say, well, I did make money overnight. And remember, if it's a scam, someone will make money. Someone will tell you how well they did and they will prove their success. That's how you get caught in a Ponzi scheme. Stay away. All right. Uh, Charlotte is calling in from the Western Cape. Charlotte, good morning. Good morning. I was just listening now to how to make money. I'm feeling a bit beaten by take a lot because I bought a TV and I've returned it because I wasn't happy with the product. Um, And now... They have the one story on the other and sending me emails, but they don't um, respond when I send them emails. Now they say I took out something from the box, a TV stand or something, which I never did. And it feels for me that I've been scammed now by take a lot. Um, I'm calling them almost every day. They cannot give me an answer. First of all, it was the product hasn't arrived at the store or at the, on the premises. This morning they told me that I've took out something from the box. So what do I do with take a lot? I mean, I'm calling the call center. Nobody wants me to speak to any supervisor. The people in the call center, they they just block me there and they're sending me emails. Now, I don't know how to get my money back from Take A Lot because that was a Black Friday special and for status, they haven't even um, trying to resolve the problem and say, look, we can offer you this product or that product. Because the product that they actually sent me is an analog TV and it's going to go off from the market. SABC is not going to give them channels anymore from December. Okay. Can, I, can I stop you there? Because you've made the point and we want to, there's still one or two calls we want to take. Look, very simply, there's a lady at the Sunday Times business section. Her name is Wendy Nola. She's a phenomenal investigative reporter. She'll investigate these things. I'm surprised, and I would be not. I would be. I would be disappointed if someone didn't get this, put this call through, and get take a lot to get back to you. So maybe what we should do is let's just take your number. Let our producer just take your number, in case that someone does phone from Take a Lot to say we would like to. We've heard this lady complaining. That's not our style. Uh, uh, this is the first complaint I've heard, but that doesn't mean I'm not in that type of uh, journalism and I'm not in that sort of field where people will phone and tell me about that. Our our business is about investments. So we'll take your number back just in case someone did call from Take A Lot. Just keep going, just keep going. Uh, I'm trying to think, who's the organisation that actually owns Take A Lot? Isn't it now? I don't want to give myself yeah, credit. I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll also take your number down. And so if you give your number to our producer, and I'll do to you as a favor, I'll find out who owns Take A Lot, and I will then send you details of who, of what company you can call. I hope that helps. Thank you so much. I really yeah. appreciate it. All right. And I'm all looking forward to your call. All okay. right. All right, Charlotte, um, all the best with that. Um, Brian, this is just another one on investing.
Morning, Katie and Brian. Can you please assist me? I want to invest. So where can I invest my money? Thank you. Sure, that's a very wide question. Where can you invest your money? Uh, but it's a good question simply because let's start at the beginning. The first thing, objective you've got to determine is are you investing for the short term, which means am I saving money to spend in the next two to three years? What time horizon am I taking? And then determine where, do I want to take on long-term risk versus guarantees because money in a bank and a money market account will give you a guaranteed amount. But depending on your tax circumstances, you know, someone earning 10% on their money and paying 45% in tax is only earning 5.5%, not even beating inflation. So you've got to determine. So it's a, it's a – and then what other investments have you got? Where are you at the moment? You say I want to invest money. That's a piece of a jigsaw puzzle. What is the other jigsaw? puzzle take into account what are your circumstances are you married when will you need the money so there's a lot of questions but what you should be doing is speak to your bank your bank all the banks today have financial advisors employed by these banks uh, they ha- they're responsible for giving you appropriate advice and ask your bank to send one of their financial advisors or call the financial planning institute the fpi and they will certainly introduce you to a financial planner in your region Brian, we're edging towards the end of the show. I wanted perhaps to wrap it up with this. Um, what are you looking forward to the most in 2024? Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to actually a good election. That's one of the most important things. Mm-hmm. I'm looking from a fun, I'm looking for a lot of things. You know, we talk about electricity, we talk about load shedding, we talk about water. I'd like to see some some real improvement there and some, something really happening. On the financial side, I'd like to see stability. I'd like to see interest rates coming down. I'd like to see our RAND strengthening because I think that is an important component of protecting people for interest rates. I wouldn't like to see the bull past of NHI. That's one thing I don't want to see until all the components are dealt with. Uh, although we understand universal health care is critical for all South Africans. They all have to get access to good health care. Um, and, and I'm just looking maybe for in the world, I'm looking for world peace, people who are starving from Somalia and all over the world, the hotspots in the world where people don't have liberties, some improvement there. Um, most important, peace in the Middle East, peace in Ukraine and Russia, and maybe just less going on globally Mm. that has such a negativity impact. And hopefully um, people can, you know, just... And then the most important thing is a reduction in crime, that people can enjoy their lives and live their lives peacefully without fearing that that there will be issues and that their, their families are not safe. I mean, that's so critical, the safety of our loved ones. Brian, it's been such a pleasure having you with us for yet another year. Thank 30th, the 30th, <laughs> the 30th year on the program. Next year, wow. we enter 31. That is amazing. Absolutely incredible. Thank you for um, all of the, the advice that you give us, selflessly so, how you're committed and dedicated to this program. It really is commendable. I hope you enjoy your break over the festive season and you come back ready um, to continue with the good work and help us all get our financial affairs in order.
Well, my, my batteries are already recharged. They've been recharged for a long time. Kathy, thank you to you. Thank you to all those that have helped in the studio. And most important, thanks to our listeners. Yeah. Because without our listeners calling in and asking questions, and I'll leave with this, you can never ask a stupid question. You, the question you ask is some question that everyone wants to know, but they're just too nervous to ask. But you can only get a stupid answer from me. So I wish all our listeners... And everyone at SABC, SAFM, Kathy, you, your family, your twins, and all our staff, Lebo, and everyone who's played such an important role in putting this program together every Tuesday morning. All right. Brian, we'll see you again in 2024. Yes, I know it was on the tip of my tongue. Who owns Take A Lot? It's Naspers. Um, and we'll, of course, continue uh, with Brian in the new year. For now, it's 11 o'clock. Time for the latest.